Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What up out there, podcast land? How y'all doing? Hey. Oh, I had a little toned down this time, Dan. <laughs> I, I know. I didn't have to take my headphones off. I think we all hold our breath and wait and see what Hank's going to say. Yeah. I make yeah. no assumptions. <laughs> So what's good? It's good. It's, all no, you, good. I can't say what's good and then you come back with, yeah, what's good? Everything. It's Everything. good. It's all good. Is it? It's good. Okay. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Right. Nah. Uh, I can't compete with that. Yeah. Things are good. So, hey, man. So I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Bam Baptist Church, and um, got with me my home slice, hey, hey. Miss Mona. <laughs> got over there, my main man running the machine over there. Um, Dan, a.k.a. Jelly Bean. Hello, and nobody's muted. We're all good. All right, we're rolling. <laughs> so, hey, once again, we're in Revelation chapter uh, 2, um, the church at Thyatira. I guess that's how you say it. Sure. And um, so, why don't you read, Dan, you pray, and we'll just dive in. Uh-oh. All right, we're going to dive right in. It's good. <laughs> um, chapter 2, starting verse 18. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira, Write the words of the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your works, your love and faith and service and patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed the first. But I have this against you, that you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols." I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation, unless they repent of her works. And I will strike her children dead, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches mind and heart, and I will give to each of you according to your works. But to the rest of you in Thyatira, who do not hold this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, I do not lay on you any other burden. Only hold fast what you have until I come. The one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron, as when earth earthen pots are broken in pieces, even as I myself have received authority from my Father." And I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this opportunity to come and to share your word and to explore it together as brothers and sisters in Christ. And Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the fact that your word is true. Your promises stand the test of time. And and we thank you that your true desire is for us, is for us to repent and that you are patient with us, and that our relationship is not based off of our lacking, but uh, on your greatness and holiness. And we thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. All right, here you go. Let's jump off with a big question. How does the Spirit speak to us? How does the Spirit speak to us? That will be the Holy Spirit. What? (sighs) Thank you for that clarification. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think it was any I I love, and here's what it's based on, the, the ending. I just love, he who has an ear... Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So 
as we get getting ready to get into the meat of this, how how does the Spirit speak to His church? Which, if you take it in the absolute biblical sense, is individual believers because mm-hmm. we make up the body. Right. How does the Spirit speak? It could be um, individually, corporately, giving you a little bit of a big <laughs> runway here. Well, I think, I mean, there is a big runway. Um, because, I mean, it could be in various ways. It could be through the Word. It, he can speak through other people. No, I, that was a. Uh, tell me about the word. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or do you want to give the list first, and then we sort of go back? Yeah. To that? Okay. Yeah. Um. And I mean, sometimes we. I mean, that's how. I would say that I hear the Holy Spirit speak. Do I hear an audible voice? I don't know that it's an audible voice, but I. There are times when I know that the Holy Spirit has said, like, that God has said something to me, that the Holy Spirit has said something to me. Um, and and I know the exact words. It is not just an impression of some, but I know the exact words he has said. Like when we were looking at Marion and and on a Sunday morning, and God said to me, "This is the church that you're going to be at." Um, and so, so I mean, some people I think maybe they do hear an audible in their head. I mean, it just depends on the person. So, did you give me three things there? I I did. Re- let's the word. Okay. Through other people. In, in your own self, speaking to you okay. individually, personally. Dan, you, you good with that list? Yeah, yeah. She t- I'll be honest, in, in all of my, my intellectual depth, I had the word. <laughs> but no, you, you bring about a good point. And, and what I've experienced over the years is a lot of times it's a combination of those three. Yeah. Um, there's been plenty of times where I, I you know, the Holy Spirit – put a thought in into to my head or, or spoke to me or however you want to say it. And I'm always nervous to just jump right at it. I'm like, well, you know, is it is it really the Holy Spirit or am I just really wanting to hear that right now? Because I've been guilty of both. And um how do you make sure you you're not guilty? You of stay that? you stay in the word. Okay. If it doesn't align with what what's in God's word, then it's not the Spirit speaking to you. And and well and also I think the other people seeking the Absolutely. wise yeah. counsel of people that you know you can trust to to speak into your life. Um, that I think all of that mm-hmm. sort of is a kind of it's all enmeshed together. Yeah. Dan put his fingers together. I said the words. I did. I wasn't just trying to whistle <laughs> I bet if you're just listening, I was yeah. yeah, the meshing. So, yeah, there you go. So let let's just I wanna probe a little bit okay. about that. Um what is it? How is it that he uses the word? I mean, you should obviously know how I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to probe. So I'm going to go to those, quite, the, what you said. And, and, and this is important. Mm-hmm. Um, let's probe about how does he use the word? Now, you, you've given us one category. It confirms that something, mm-hmm. he's not going to tell you to do something unbiblical. Right. Mm-hmm. So what else? How does he speak through his word? Um, I think that, I mean, there might be a time where, you, you're reading and I mean, we've all had it happen that you're reading something and, and it means something different to you in the time that that time that you're reading it, not that the word has changed. It means something different, but it just means more to you than it did. It, it, it hits you with where you're at, the circumstances that you're dealing with right now. And you read, um, something that, um, just ministers to you, speaks truth to you. Um, I think that that's the Holy Spirit would 
almost like he shines a spotlight on. Right. It carries a different weight all of a sudden. And and it especially hits me with something that I've read before that I'm familiar with. And, and all of a sudden there's this new aspect again. And I think it's a very important point. The meaning doesn't change, you know, it's not like, well, every time you read it, just whatever you think at that time, that's it. But there it is. It's kind of like there's a spotlight on this and you're like, Oh, okay. I didn't see that before. What is this? Yeah. Right. Okay. So how does he use others? Well, I think the confirming is probably the biggest, but also just having other people speak biblical truth into mm-hmm. you. And so whether it's a pastor that is during his sermon and, you know, you always hear people saying, um, you know, you were preaching to only to me today, um, you know, so using a pastor with his sermon that speaks to, again, what you're dealing with, where you're at in your life, what you need help with, um, whatever you need, something straightened out. Um, other people just speaking, speaking biblical truth and confirm, confirming, like Dan said, um, affirming. Well, I couldn't think of the word for it. That was, that was <laughs> but really like, uh, sometimes it's so hard to see God working in your own life because you say, Oh, well, God can't use me or, Oh, well, and that other people see it happening because they're they're not directly involved, or they you know they can kind of see top down and see what's going on. It is so useful from time to time because a lot of times I I kind of listen to my own I won't say lies, but my own negativity, yep. and and it takes somebody from the outside to to say, no, God's using you. Here's some things that have happened. Here's His promises for you. That kind of thing. Right. I mean, I wouldn't have written my book if I didn't have. Um, people specifically speaking into me about perhaps you need to look into like, writing this book. Um, I would not have done it. Somebody spoke that today to you. And somebody might have spoken that to me today. <laughs> Just that gentle, holy push. Yeah. So, uh, and you saw me writing down. <laughs> You're trying to probably figure out what I'm like. <clears throat> so what I'm getting is, is the, the word is con- um, revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else will be confirmation. And then the Holy Spirit, when he speaks directly to your heart, it's affirmation. Yeah. And when those three things line up, right. go. Yeah. Right. Um, so you you guys want to dive off into the deep end for a second? Because I'm going to ask you a pretty deep theological question here. Get my floaties. Talk to you, Dan. <laughs> See, these are the ones where I don't make eye contact <laughs> so that she'll just jump in and answer. Now, you may just say, that was simple. But I want to hear what you're going to say. Why did God give us this word? Why did God? Why did God give us the Bible? So that we would know Him. So that we would know um, His redemption plan. So we would know um, what His purpose for us is. So that we would know how to live. Do I need to go on? <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm really not trying to <laughs> stop you. Damn. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm just thinking so that we have have a true foundation that doesn't change. Um, just you know, people can say a lot of things, and those things can change. We have God's word in front of us. We see it. We know. We've said it time and time again. There's no Bible to, mm. you know, the return. So it's. 
It's just the one thing that you can look at and say, I don't care what else changes. This is my foundation. And if that's your foundation, then it, then what you're in doesn't matter. What, you know, the, the change in circumstances don't matter. So to me, it's just really, you know, it's that ultimate measuring stick of, okay, here's what I'm going through right now. Let me look at this and see how I'm supposed to respond or what I'm supposed to do next. Yeah. I think the ultimate, the first reason is to know God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, that's how we know God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Second, it is. I, I literally had a conversation with someone yesterday about um, how to deal with an, an issue with someone. And I said, listen, what you have to get away from is, well, this is what I believe. This is what I believe. This is what mm-hmm. You need to say, and how many times do you hear me say that, and right. I do it purposefully yeah. from the pulpit, yep. the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because the Bible is the ultimate authority. Hank yeah. Meadows is, is not the ultimate authority. Right. You know, I make light all the time, and I'm like, you guys don't need to hear what this looks. But ultimately, there is truth in what I'm saying, although I'm trying to be a little funny. You don't need anything from Hank Meadows. Yeah. Right. What we need to hear from is heaven, That's right. which has been written mm-hmm. in his word. Mm-hmm. That never changes. Right. And so, and I, that's the reason I say when I'm leading somebody to, or talking to somebody about Jesus, I like, the Bible says this. Which gives credence and authority because we change. I mean, yeah. think of all the guys um, that are in deconstruction <laughs> or whatever it is that were believers and now mm-hmm. they're not. And they're, you be careful. Right. Because how much stock you put in people, yep. even in me. Right. I don't plan on changing. <laughs> um, but, but people change. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, so you you put all of your weight and your value just on on God's word. I, I don't know why as you're reading and we got I I love those in scripture. Mm-hmm. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. I just love that because the Spirit is what speaks. It's living. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two edged sword, and it cuts to the very joints of the marrow and to the thoughts. And I love this and intents yes. of the heart. Mm-hmm. Which so is, right, which is digging pretty deep. Yeah, okay. and well, and also the spirit is was given to us to um, ex- to explain to us about the things that we read, and given to us so that to give us an understanding of and to make us know mm-hmm. um, what God is saying, what Jesus is saying, and so that's really the, his whole purpose. So I was looking for something I read today. Um, no, and, and while you're doing that, I'm going to jump yeah, on the jump. bandwagon with, with Mona for a minute. That's why, and, and I've heard this from Hank probably more than anybody else. Um, you know, that's why you shouldn't be afraid to read the Bible just because you don't have a, have a degree or don't have whatever, because it's not up to you to decipher everything. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will lead you through God's Word, and you'll be amazed. You know, and, and I remember this very distinctly. The, I kept trying to start, and I, I just I don't understand it. If you just stick with it and pray for understanding, you'll begin to understand, and, and doors open, and, and more truth is revealed every time you open the Bible. So don't don't be intimidated. Right. Um, and, and I'm, I want to give credence to the practice of godliness by Jerry Bridges. Good book. Great book. I really really recommend it. Um, I'm in chapter four, and and you uh, you guys, I read fairly quickly, mm-hmm. you know. But this book, I am as I told him earlier, I'm just taking little niblets of it. Mm-hmm. Because it is so deep, 
But listen to this. And I'm going to start with the very first verse of this chat. First sentence of this page. And then I'm going to jump down and read something else. Scripture defines unbelievers as totally godless. Hmm. Now, that, buddy, runs amok right. to today's society. <laughs> it sure does. Romans chapter 3, if you go to the first few verses, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none good, no, not one. There's Quoting Isaiah. But listen to what he says, and this goes to the Holy Spirit, which you're talking about. At the time of our salvation, God, through his Holy Spirit, deals with this godless spirit within us. He gives us a new heart and moves us to obey him. He gives us a singleness of heart and inspires us to fear him. Not a fear where you're, but a fear uh, that's really love. And he pours out his love into our hearts so that we begin to comprehend his love for us. All of this is bound up in the blessings of the new birth. So we may safely say that all Christians possess at least an embryonic form. I just love that sentence. A basic devotion to God. It is impossible to be a Christian and not have it. The work of the Holy Spirit at regeneration assures this. Yes. We talked about that a little bit last night. How do we comprehend? How do we comprehend the love of God? Right. We can't right. outside of the Holy Spirit right. Right. speaking to us. So anyway, there you go. Man, I just, I, I love, I, 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 about every time it's in Scripture, I've got it highlighted yeah. because I just love it, man. Because mm-hmm. here's my heart's cry. I want to hear more. Right. I want to I know more about God. I want to, I desire to be more devoted I desire to to see God more fully yep. in everything I do. Right. Are there times that I fail? Yep. But that's my heart's cry. Right. So anyway, how much time we got, Dan? Oh, we got a good thirteen minutes left. I even started quick today. <laughs> we did. We did. Come on, man. Jeez. It flies. I believe your fingers are not working out over there. All right, so he says this. Now we're going to jump back in for what little bit we can get. We'll have a couple days on this. I know your works. I still say they're just carrots to death. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. I know your works. Your love, your faith. This is the good part. I know your works. So your love, your faith and service, and your patient endurance. And then, I mean, he really blesses them that your latter works exceed the first. Right. So what's he saying there? So, I mean, he's acknowledging, okay, so yes, we can look at God knowing our works as being a fearful thing, but here he's encouraging, he's giving positive pats on the back. Yeah. Um. So he knows his, your works, the love, the faith, the service, and, and then he says that your works exceed the first, so they're growing, they're doing good things, they're not stagnant, they're not dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, shouldn't that be the goal of every church? I was about to say, I, I just, I can't imagine the joy that comes out. I mean, because there probably is this moment of like, oh, no, we know. But then the fact that he knows and then decides to continue like that, I mean, I, it just gives me that picture of <laughs> of when you're in heaven and and just the joy of knowing that God's pleased with you. Yes. I, I but mean, the good thing is in heaven, we won't get this next sentence. Yeah, yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> this is where, yeah. That, my, my commentary stops right there. Yeah. <laughs> we put a period on that sentence right there. Yeah. Um, I, I, know, I know that, man. And You ever guys ever stop to think, 
just how amazing it's going to be to hear Jesus say your name. Mm. Yeah. Yep. For him to, and this is how I, this is my, I don't know, some people would think I'm crazy, but I just love Jesus. The moment you get to heaven and he reaches out with a nail scarred hand and you realize that it was your sin that put that there, that, put that hole there. That first clear vision of what really transpired there, yeah. Is there any reason to think that we're not going to shrink back? Right. Well, isn't it much the same as, um, hopefully I'm saying this right, but that, I mean, didn't that happen to Mary at the tomb after he had risen? Didn't then she hear him say, call her name, and oh, he yeah. knew she knew who he was? And you can just feel all those emotions when you read that, and that would is exactly what it would be like yeah. when we get up there and stand in front of him. Or Isaiah, when he saw him high and lifted up. Now, that wasn't even a salvation as, as far as it was pre-Calvary, let me say that. But he just saw God, and he goes, I am literally being ripped right. apart right. at the seams. Right. Woe is me, for I am undone. Mm-hmm. I am a man of unclean lips. This dude was a prophet. Right. And I mean, it's just that thought of you're going to hear him say, and then you're going to hear him at the judgment seat give you rewards. Right. For the work that you've done. I know your works, and I know you did this for me, and I know you went there for me, and I know you said this, and I know you did that. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, (laughs) on this side of eternity, (laughs) we get the next verse. But I have this against you. Right. I mean, this is a bad thing, too. <laughs> yes, it is. Nobody wants a, a verse 20. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just stop at 19. Yeah. You tolerate that woman Jezebel. <laughs> I sort of crack up at the fact that it says that woman. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows who it is. Like when there's a. Right. I mean, that's the reason nobody's yeah. named Jezebel. Yeah. Yes. That, that's not a name you ever hear anymore. Yeah. It's like it stopped with that chick in the Old Testament. <laughs> Old Ahab's wife, Jezebel. I ain't naming my kid Jezebel. <laughs> All Jezebel stopped when Queen Jezebel yeah. came on the scene. And she was ruthless. Yeah. But somebody must have, because here it is in the New Testament church. So. Yeah. Okay, so you think it was an actual person or was it a spirit? I don't know. Well, you see, I asked your opinion. I, and I said, I don't know. <laughs> There's that spirit of Jezebel just <laughs> <laughs> trying to stop us. That's yeah. why we didn't pick up. It was, it, so I mean, I don't know either. I, I mean, it may be a literal woman. Um, it, we know it is. She calls herself a prophetess. Mm hmm. I don't know what, but I don't know if that her name was Jezebel right. or yes, it was right. just that spirit of Jezebel on her. Right. And and what did Jezebel in the Old Testament do? Baal worship, Asherah, which mm-hmm. is all sexual sins and, right. and that type. And so this is what it is here is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of fornicating, mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> and to eat food sacrificed to idols. Now, we might say, wait a minute, you got sexual sin, and now you're talking about food. As but it's those same idols that she was lifting right. up in this. And so no matter which one, it was causing weaker Christians mm-hmm. to falter just by eating that meat or watching. And then they're like, well, if I'm open for that, I'm open for anything. Right. Yeah, let's go. Right. Yep. How, how, what? I mean, I'm in a loss of words. Well, I, 
I mean, I think that we can see it in society today because we can see um, people, um, and I want to tread semi-lightly, but we can Please. <laughs> we can see people giving approval to behaviors that we know are wrong, and they are people who claim yes. to be Christians um, and claim to be firm Bible believers, but but obviously there's a disconnect. Um, and so, I mean, no, no, no. I, I disagree. There's not a disconnect. Okay. There's a flat. I was trying to be nice. There, there's a flat. <laughs> I think blind spot. Yeah. I don't think it's a disconnect. Well, unless you're using disconnect as blind spot. I, I think this should be fine. So mm. I'm good with it. We, and, but can we all be honest? We all have them. Well, sure. Right. But I think we see it and we, and we see, um, I notice that a lot of times when it becomes acceptable is because when it's somebody that you love yep. that is, um, trapped in it. And so then it's acceptable. That's why I see that a lot. <laughs> I, see, I was just going to sit here. No, we don't um, allow that. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I've seen that time and time again. And I, you know, it, in, on the one side, I understand it's hard to confront people. And, and in some of these cases, they confront their loved one that's trapped in it. It didn't go well. They refuse to see it for what it is. And so for, for the person kind of caught in, in between, it's, you know, do I risk losing my loved one, the relationship with them, because I, I'm standing up for this? And it's it's easy to say, but really, you, you got to think of it this way. You're you're losing them if you don't stand up for it. Right. You know, um, there's a cost to what what they're doing. But the other thing, I want to tie this into what we were talking about earlier when we first started, and that is, you know, we were talking about you know how do you hear the Holy Spirit, and and also going back to what we were talking about with the Bible being being that standard and, and that measurement. The moment you look anywhere else, and that's what we're seeing here. I, I guarantee you, they didn't just jump in the deep end. It starts with not being in God's Word, not communicating with God through prayer, not listening to the Holy Spirit, and checking God's Word to make sure that's what you're actually hearing. Because if you're not if you're not always referring to God's Word, it's easy for somebody else to slip in there and you mistake them for the Holy Spirit's voice. Or your own flesh to draw you. Right, right, absolutely. James chapter 1. Right, and because then what does it say? That she seduces mm -hmm. his servants. And that, and that's exactly what we see happening in our culture today, that, um, that we are being seduced from every angle. And so if we're not strong enough to with to draw away from that and to not give in to that, then that's what happens because it is, and it's in the commercials and the, I mean, it's everywhere. Oh, right? good grief. Yes. So, yeah. Right. So I think that it's just, we are that, that word seduce is a, an important word there. Yeah. But I mean, I just, I, and I think Dan, you, you hit it on the head too, but people will get flat mad at you all because you stand on what God's word says. Yes. I mean, I, I mentioned it. I got called all mm -hmm. kinds of things like in the last week mm -hmm. because of a stance that I take. I, I, but I have no recourse. Right. I didn't write the book. Right. I didn't set the standard. Do I have flaws? My Lanta. Right. Yes, I have major flaws. But I pray that I don't have a blind spot to them. There are some that have blind spots. They just don't want... Because it's... 
Well, it's how it should be. Right. No, how it should be is God's way. Right. And the way you put that, there's an important part. It's a, a lot of times it's a willing blind spot. Yes. They don't want they don't want the light shined on no. it because then they have to admit. Well, they want to argue with God's yeah. word. Right. Yeah. And and then man, you know you've won the argument when they start going. Well, you don't know that the word hadn't changed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Actually, I do. <laughs> Actually, I'm fairly certain, and I'm thinking that he's a pretty big God. If he could say light be and light was, he could take care of a one-blasted book yeah. for all these thousands of years. By the way, just so you know, yep, I'm a young earth kind of guy. I don't think the earth's really more than 7,000 years old. Anyway, come at me, yo. <laughs> Glad we traded lightly on that one. Right, yeah. exactly. I do not believe in evolution. <laughs> nope. Literal, seven days, 24 hours. In a day, period. Boom. There you go. Just in case you want to know. <laughs> so Dan tells me again, <sighs> Dan's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very nice. I've been called a Jezebel. I'm just <laughs> Dan knows I'm kidding. It just seems like this time flies by. It does. And yeah. I know we spent a lot of time on he who has ears to hear, let him hear. What hey, it was saying. worth it. it was good but that was, that was good. And um, so when you hear this, our time's up, by the way. <laughs> um, we're going to, I think that's all we're going to do with Thyatira. What? Okay. <laughs> nope, apparently it's not. So you got one more episode one after more. this. Thanks a lot, so, Mona. I just want to see what Mona was going to say, because I knew she had parts she was going to talk about. <laughs> um, so, hey, we're just going to end. Um, God bless we'll you guys. We'll be back week with it. Yeah, we'll be back. Don't worry. We'll finish it up. I got something else to say anyway. <laughs> of course. So, um, hey, let's pray. Father God, we come acknowledging your ability as God. <laughs> and Lord, we ask no more than you just to be God. God, help us to strive to be found faithful, that we strive to um, look to you, even in times where our flesh may say and lead us one way, your word is to hold fast. So God, help us to willingly surrender our lives to you. God, be with all those that are hearing this. Uh, God, watch over them, we do pray. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, I am Hank Meadows. I am pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice with me, Miss hey, Mona. Hey. And I got my main man on the, on the whatever that thing's called, <laughs> jelly bean over there. Yep, yep. And um, I'm Hank Meadows. God bless you guys. Bye. Bye, y'all.